My name is Anja Malus-Kitzmann, and this is In The Good Company podcast. I created this podcast to share with you stories of people and companies that are changing our world for better. To tell you stories of businesses that use innovation and are questioning status quo in order to positively contribute to our society. To talk to people who equally value making a good profit and making a good change in the world. I hope you will get inspired, learn something new, learn something about creating new business or business overall, or maybe collaborate with one of my guests. This is in the Good Company podcast. Welcome and enjoy. I'm super excited for this third episode and my conversation with uh, Janet Mandel, and you'll ask why. Well, several reasons. Janet Mandel is an amazing, strong businesswoman, and together with her husband, she created a Janet Mandel showroom, uh, opened in now in Chicago and LA. And really through their business model, um, I believe they allow a lot of people to access high, beautiful fashion for fracture of the price. And also the other important thing their business model does is that they change our approach and our thinking and our habits uh, regarding owning a fashion. Maybe we don't have to buy yet another beautiful dress that will sit in our closet. Maybe we can simply rent it. And maybe the rest of the money we can give to some good cause. Just a thought. I hope you will enjoy my conversation with Janet Mandel. Hi, Janet. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Welcome to In The Good Company podcast. I'm so happy to have you here and to meet you in person finally. Thank you for coming. Um, Because I'm a huge fan of your company, of your business. Thank you. Janet Mandel Showroom. Uh, but I don't want to steal the show. If you can tell us what you do, what uh, Janet Mandel Showroom does, and what services it provides. So Janet Mandel was created to um, inspire and make women feel beautiful in our designer clothes that we rent for seven days. So we, Janet Mandel is a rental service, a mm-hmm. designer couture rental service. We rent everything from head to toe for seven days. Okay. Um, so you can come here and get dressed for a wedding, girls' night out, um, a gala, resort, whatever you need mm-hmm. for that moment in time. Um, you wear it and then you dress like you own it and then return it on the seventh day. So it's really a simple process. Everything is priced mm-hmm. a la carte. Um, there is no, people really ask if there's a package deal. There is no package deal at this time, there is no membership. Everything is basically priced one at a time. Mm -hmm. The other factor is that um, we really, really, really believe in the high-end touch service. So Mm -hmm. when you do come in, you have a full hour with a professional stylist dedicated to you. Um, And that's about it. And Mm -hmm. as long as you have fun, it's the most important thing. Yeah. And that's why I'm such a huge fan of, uh, of your company and business model. A, because I think that sets you apart, besides the fact that you also provide um, vintage pieces, right? Correct. From all the other similar services like Rent uh, rent the Runway or Real Real or well, uh, Rebag. Pe- yeah. yeah, a lot of people um, bring up the Rent the Runway. You know, the business model's the same, Yeah. but nothing else is the same. Yeah, They're that's what I was... They're more of a transactional mm-hmm. te- technology business. We're more of a service business. So if you compare the two... It's the same business model, but we don't have the same business concept. Yeah. 
Um, Real Real is a consignment store, so they're not our competitors. Mm -hmm. um, they are basically vintage anything that you want to sell, they'll sell it for you. Um, we don't compete with them. Yeah. Um, I'm probably one of their top clients, mm -hmm. but they, to me, is a partner mm -hmm. more so than a competitor. Yeah. No, definitely. And, and then, you know, why I wanted to have you here and talk to you, I think very important part from my perspective of your business is that you really make high fashion more accessible to people. Not all of us can, you know, purchase a Chanel bag or drop several hundred dollars on a Correct. dress for a wedding or, Correct. or for a gala. And and it's amazing that they can come here and get the amazing um, service, like you said, and then um, access fashion like that. And then also, I think uh, big. Um, plus an amazing thing you do is that you make fashion more sustainable right it's not we buy another purse another dress especially expensive dress that we don't wear every day and it sits in our closet but um uh coming here and renting it it's it's in my from my in my opinion making making a fashion more sustainable so everything you said is correct and yeah. it's not for everybody you have to have that mindset of really helping um, the sustainability part of the business and in fashion, you have to be okay with accessing other people's clothes and wearing other people's clothes. Yeah, so it's, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. However, it is an industry that's growing. It is an industry that's changing the way people buy in the retail market. Um, it's also a very new industry. We also have uh, our LA showroom that opened about a month ago, and our customer segment. Congratulations! There, thank you. Yeah. Our customer segment in LA is completely different than Chicago. Yeah, it's probably a lot of celebrities. We and, deal with mm -hmm. only ninety percent of our clients are celebrities and celebrity stylists, so it's a it's a different vibe. It's a different service. They know what they want. We're just there to fill the void. Um, however, we love working with everybody. It's still it's still a connection that you mm -hmm. build. It's still a customer base that you build. It's still that one-on-one -on -one service. Um, but there's a need in this industry, not just for consumers, but for stylists, for anybody or editorials, businesses. There's a, a production companies, movie production companies. There's a need always to have access to clothes and rented in, and in for, different levels for, mm -hmm. correct correct it really yeah. just depends on what you're looking for if you're looking to do a shoot and you need something for h&m or zara that's you know obviously not my um Niche. industry yeah. but again there's always a need for these type of products whether you're a consumer or anyone else in in this fashion business but let's start from the beginning uh i know you're a serious entrepreneur Peto, Pito, am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, Peto was my high-end diaper bag line. And yes. then I created another line called Mia Bassi, which was a high-end, um, I'm sorry, Peto was a pet carrier line. Mia Bassi was a, um, a high-end diaper bag line. You know, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur. This idea just started really off of my head, out of nowhere. Um, my husband was, just left his family business, and we talked about what can we do and what can we start our, as our own family business and this thought came to mind and we discussed it and he was really into it and um, he decided to basically become the investor and partner in this business so we autumn you know basically we started building the model the business model mm -hmm. I started shopping for all the inventory that we have and I still continue to curate most of the inventory here um, so you personally shop also for pieces I, I, I personally 
approve everything. One, yes. Mm -hmm. I, well, I'm personally the one that buys everything for the business. Yeah. That's a great job to have. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it all came because your friends were coming to you and actually shopping your closet, borrowing things yeah, from you because you, know, you had such a great style and well, so many great pieces. Well, I think... I love the organicness of this, like how it came to you, right? Well, I think, I think it, it happens with anyone that has a closet like, um, you know, you wear it once, you never wear it again. And I've always just always been a couture clothing shopper. I have always wanted um, nice things and quality things. And that's what I invested my money in. And unfortunately, I wore it once. So it just kind of sat in my closet. And I think that's one of the reasons my friends always called and said, hey, you know, can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? And it was just a natural thing. You know, I didn't think anything of it at that point um, to even start this business. It was never registered in my head. Um, but again, I think timing is a big factor in anything that you do in life. And it just happened at the right time where my husband, again, left his business and, you know, he had an idea or wanted to start something. And it, that just kind of came up in my head. You're kind of above a line. Yeah, I, I just something. think that things just happen for a reason. Totally and everybody agree. has their own time. Um, and for me, that was my time. Yeah, definitely. So how you select all these pieces? Like how you decide? Um, is it just really personal, your personal style, a lot of your personal style? You, do you have favorite, favorite brands, favorite designers that you always gravitate towards? How that process works? works. So with, the, with curating the inventory, um, you know, I always say like everybody's born with some sort of talent. You know, some people are just automatically great cooks. Um, some people are great designers. Some people are great athletes. I think I was just born with that creative vision where I was able to curate things, not just according to my style, but just knowing people, knowing fashion. I was able to buy inventory that usually 80% of my clients that come in love. Um, again, I just don't have things that I love. I have things that I know the mass would love. Yeah, there's a, there's something just, for everyone. Yeah, oh, definitely there's something for yeah. everyone here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you just opened LA showroom. Congratulations! Thank you. I think huge business move, right? And but what I wanted to ask you is, what was the first moment that you thought, okay, this idea is starting clicking? People are understanding, and there is a need in the market for rentals to make fashion more sustainable, to make, to provide more access to high fashion, really art fashion to people. Like what was the moment that you had the idea, husband, you know, got on board, you started business plan or whatever, but when you started actual business, when was this moment that, hey, things start clicking? Well, we never really thought about LA when we opened. We thought about opening different locations really? when, we, when we opened Chicago, but we, we had just opened, we wanted to concentrate on Chicago. It was uh, um, something that, you know, never registered. I never reg I never thought that I would open up a second loca location within, you know, year after our business. What? Why I opened LA? I opened LA because we started working with celebrity stylists about six months after we opened. Um, they started contacting us through Instagram and really finding out who we were through Instagram. Again, of course, Instagram is such a powerful marketing tool because you're vi basically visually open to the public. 
So when we started working with this celebrity stylist, you know, one stylist led to another and led to another. And I finally, I finally realized that it was just too much work for me personally to work with them here when they're in New York and LA. And um, I said to myself, I think it's probably going to be beneficial if I opened LA so that the stylist could have access like everybody else does here in Chicago and come view the product and see the product. And this just makes it easier for me and them. And that's why I opened LA location. Again, there is possibilities of way beyond um, just celebrity stylists and celebrities there. But for, for now, our main customer segment is the celebrity stylists that pull for celebrities. Yeah. So really, when they started reaching out to you on Instagram and you saw the need, um, it started clicking that, okay, maybe even second location. Yes, correct. Is, correct. You, okay. So on the other hand, was there like a moment that was like rough and tough and, you know, you started a new business, it's all picking up or not? Was there a, a moment that you're like, oh God, this is, this is tough. I'm not sure if I should move forward with it or obviously it's never a smooth ride. <laughs> well, I think have starting two businesses before starting this, um, oh. maybe, you know, has basically, you know, put me in the platform where I know that I can start another business again. I know that I have the experience and I know what it takes. Um, the difference is I didn't have children when I started those two businesses before. And I have two beautiful children now. And I think the hardest part is sacrifice and finding time to balance my life. Yes, that's my business. next question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been the hardest part. Um, the journey through the business hasn't been as difficult as mentally um, accepting that I won't be there for my children. Um, I never thought that this would be something I was going to be in, involved in. I thought, you know, if I was going to be a mom, I was going to raise my children, you know, the normal way of being a, a mother and wife. However, roles have changed. I work a ton of hours. Um, I travel, but it's, you know, any startup is difficult. There's no, you know, everybody thinks it's amazing but yes you know it is amazing but nobody really knows what we do in the back end and you know if anybody says startup is an easy process no it's not it's there's a lot of hustle there's a lot of things that you have to do in order to make one thing successful you know it's a huge team effort it's a lot of decisions it's a lot of risk um, it is stressful I'm not gonna lie um, however I think without enduring all of those negative and important and hardworking processes, I don't think you can make it. I think um, having a startup is a way of teaching people how to solve issues and problems during the way, you know, during your way of growing. And if you can't do that, then it's, it's going to be difficult because you really need to move fast and make a decision um, based on the scenario the moment. that you're in. Yeah. yeah. So how, so it's, it's tough with kids, right? And I know it, it's tough because sometimes I, I have a mom guilt trip, but then what do you do? Are you like, I, think it's I am like sometimes buying my kids. I'm going to be honest, uh, you know, but definitely, you know, trying to spend time if I, when I can, but what, what do you do? How you, or you just go with the flow and totally how? No, I think it's tough with any working mom, not just me. And I think it's tough just to be a mom because yeah. There's so many 
things that your children need and you're pulled in so many directions. You're not only a mom, you're a wife, you know, your, your husband needs you. Um, I think just adding on the pressure of working makes it harder. But I think every, every mom deals with it differently. You know, I deal, I deal things differently than you would or anybody yeah. else. I think the most important thing is finding time to really have that balance mm-hmm. and finding time for yourself so that, you know, you can have some peace so that you can be well, working out, you know, mentally being sane. I, I, everybody says that um, meditation is great. I, I think it depends on what, how one individual I 100% agree with you. There's no way, like, you have to ask yourself, like, what lets you unwind? What, what is a distressor? Because yeah. one distressor, my distressor may not be yours, really. Right. So what, what is yours? What, how do you distress? You know, besides, besides trying to spend time with kids and do you have anything? I meditate. I agree. Like, I totally went on this wave and, and it works for me. But I, I know, know it, that, it does not work for everyone. Do you have anything... I think except that, wine. No, I, I think that I, I mean I don't drink much. I drink socially. Um, I personally think that I this is my way of dealing with with any of that. I don't let little things bother me. I don't stress about the little things. Um, I work out and I do everything else that makes me physically sane. Mentally, I don't let little things bother me. Um, just because I've gone through a lot of important and stressful situations in the past at an early age. So I know how to filter the little things and then deal with the big things. I do stress, don't get me wrong, I don't show it as much. And when I do stress, it's usually about other things outside the business. But yeah, no, I don't, I just, I don't let the big things bother me at all because life's short. Like, yeah, I don't, that's a good... I, I don't think anybody should waste their time dwelling on something that's doesn't really matter in a big picture or in the long run exactly i think that's a great uh, great approach where do you see janet's showroom in a few years i know that you mentioned that you didn't even plan la and it just popped because there was a need in the market people reaching out to you but now that something like this happened and and you had to fill that void with the and expand your business do you have any plans or you still plan kind of going with the flow and seeing where the market when the needs uh, of the market will take you do you think that much ahead or it's more of focusing on uh on really planning now and delivering for now because um, I, I know I, people have different approaches, right? Yeah, no, I, I think I'm ready to, I'm not ready to grow fast. You know, I want to take this slow. I have two locations now. I don't, I think that's more than enough to handle. Um, you know, I, I, I plan things accordingly depending on the situation. Um, as for the business, we're just going to see where it takes us. Um, I think that we still have a long way to go before we can plan on you know, opening another location or anything like that. But yeah, no, I, I tend to just take things as is. Planning, you know, goals and finances, and that's a different story. But with the business, we're just going to see where it goes. Yeah. There's there's no, there's not a 100% planning involved when it comes to, you know, where this business is going. I mean, of course, I want it to be successful and I want to open more locations. But right now, I think we need to make sure that the, the concept is it's accepted in the fashion world because it's not 100% accepted. It's still a very new industry. Uh, Rent the Runway definitely has set a platform for us, but I really do believe that 
you know, we need to take things, you know, take baby steps. I'm all yeah. about taking baby steps. If you take big leaps, you're gonna, one, you may fail because you haven't experienced the, 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 the steps that you need to take before you take that leap. Um, so I'm all about, you know, learning as we go and making decisions based on where we perform and how we perform. Yeah. And I think you bring a, such a good point because I think nowadays in a, any business, really, you have to take it day by day because technology, everything changes so fast that it doesn't even make sense to plan super ahead because uh, the market, the needs, the technology change so, changes so fast, right? Correct. Are the any technology gadgets, any app tricks that Janet Mandel cannot live without and run her business without or run her life without excluding instagram who boomed your business because people started contacting you is there is anything any technology i always like to know because you we learn from each other and there's so many things available so is there's any and of course except the phone because we are i wouldn't say technology you know our technology is is pretty similar to what's available out there i would say the part of our succession is um, the team that I have. The so girls, people. People. And then our clients. You know, um, we really, really, really truthfully take every consideration that our clients have about what worked for them and what didn't. And I think that's a value that we need to tap into more because it's our business is basically surrounded by females and women and not like we said it's not everybody's the same and we really want to know what can we do to make our customers happy or happier and if they are not happy what can we do to work on the things that we might not be professionals at you know so yeah the service so how to improve your business how yeah. to make it as personal uh, personal and um, customized as possible correct yeah, that's a great approach. I think everybody likes to feel special and treated well and, and, and get a great service. Absolutely. Um, any dreams? Not even business-wise, just like... Um, I don't have dreams. You know, I've never been like a huge dreamer. Uh -huh. um, you know, everybody has goals. And I think the most important thing for me is that my dream would be to be healthy and my family to be healthy and my friends to be healthy. You know, so many things in this world that's happening um, causes a lot of things um, health-wise. And to me, I yes. just want everybody that I care about, not and everybody else. I just hope that everybody's safe and healthy and if we don't have our health, then what do yeah, we have? Right, nothing, yeah. That's a, that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, You're Janet. Welcome. I Thank wish you, you all the best. Thank and you so I, much like coming. I said, I'm a huge fan of the showroom, and I hope you'll bring this idea of renting fashion more to the surface and more acceptable by everyone. Because, by the way, I forgot to mention to you that I, when I was kind of digging through all the information to talk to you and doing some research, apparently the rental, uh, rental closing, uh, rental uh, business 
US is uh, going to be around 4.4 billion dollars by 2028. So Correct. Correct. I think there's a lot of room to grow, and we need to change our habits and and rent our clothes. Thank right? you. I agree, a hundred percent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh my God, this technology, and of course my husband. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Janet. Uh, she is a really inspiring and incredible businesswoman and mother. Uh, and make sure to check out her showroom at janetmandel.com as well as uh, two um, physical showroom location here in downtown Chicago on Superior Street. And there's also one now in LA, as she mentioned. Um, and I'll talk to you soon and bring you more good people, good companies doing incredible things in the world. Take care.